From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use. No doubt starts now. This is the broadcast for December the 4th in the year of our Lord, 2019. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know... We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, live and on-demand radio, as well as the donation link at libertyroundtable.com. Extend your day of giving, would you please? We talked about a Virginia couple that adopts a child after convincing mothers not to abort on Facebook. The post went viral. The Virginia couple says that, hey... Dozens of mothers have reached out to them, saying they were inspired to keep their babies after seeing their Facebook posts. That's phenomenal news. We're grateful for that. Sadly, though, the average cost of adoption in America is between forty and fifty thousand dollars. It's really expensive. Uh, you know what? There should be solutions for that. Uh, you know, government spends a ton of money on abortions through Planned Parenthood. What about adoptions? Now, this is an example where. You know, I'm not for the government spending money on adoptions or abortions, but if we're going to spend the money, it's kind of like the sex ed stuff. If you're going to spend money on sex education, why not on abstinence only? See, the, the problem with that discussion, though, is then you get the conservatives that get their cash cow rolling in for adoption and abstinence only, and pretty soon they're the ones trying to keep the government money rolling, too. So, you know, there's pros and cons, but we've got to stand for the moral principles that make America great, and that is keep the commandments of God. Sadly, a teacher was fired for refusing to use transgender students' preferred pronouns. Now the teacher's suing the school district. Our prayers are with the teacher. You know, do you have to use someone's preferred pronouns, even if you believe it's not true at all? Right? And define preferred pronouns. If I could just tell everybody that I'm a female, and you got to use my preferred pronouns and call me ma'am and she and whatever, her, then what if I just say that I'm black? And you better refer to me as an African-American, by golly. See where this ends. It isn't true. We need to accept the reality. We need to reject the dishonest, immoral lies. And we need to stand with the truth. Trump campaign pulls plug on Bloomberg News. Decredentialing comes after organization publicly announces its anti-Trump bias. It's pro-Democrat bias, if you will, saying, hey, we're not going to even research into the criminal activity of Democrats, certainly not into Michael Bloomberg himself. Uh, but, of course, we're going to look into Trump big time. So Donald just de-credentials. That's an interesting word, by the way. Uh, Bloomberg News. Donald should have done that to the New York Times and everybody else uh, that's been peddling fake news for literally decades. Donald Trump says, mini Mike Bloomberg has instructed his, quote, third-rate news organization not to investigate him or any Democrat, but to only go after Donald Trump. The New York Times thinks it's fine, but it isn't. And so Donald trashes Bloomberg of the New York Times. But you know what? There's so many news organizations that are bogus, committing libel and slander against many of us. Donald promised to do something about it and loosen the libel laws, but no, nothing's happened. Chick-fil-A Foundation sadly donated 
to Far Left Southern Poverty Law Center in 2017. This is where I draw the line. You know what? I really appreciated Chick-fil-A and promoted them big time for free. But you know what? When they start funding the SPLC, I got to stand against Chick-fil-A. Sad tale, but true. Now, I agree with Kurt that Chick-fil-A probably got snookered into that. They say somebody on the board recommended it, and they didn't really realize. And it was a narrow window Narrow window in 2017, we're told. But we've also been told that Planned Parenthood isn't, I'm sorry, that Chick-fil-A is not capitulating to the gay and lesbians and bisexual, transgenders, et cetera, et cetera. But we're finding more and more and more and more involvement with, I'm going to just call it the perversion lobby, shall I? And less and less backing of Christians. And I don't know what's to come of Chick-fil-A, but I think they've capitulated and I think it's a mistake. There are folks putting together petitions to re to reclaim Chick-fil-A, to say, please come back to the principles and the family values and the Christian beliefs that you once held. And I pray they do. I'm not here to attack Chick-fil-A. I am here to say, you know what, when they start funding the Southern Poverty Law Center, which has been a discredited hate group for literally decades, uh, you know, there's a problem there, folks. Hour two, Liberty Roundtable Live. We had our guest on Patrick Simmons, National Right to Work Foundation, Legal Defense Foundation. Righttowork.org is their website. Uh, do you live in a right to work state is the fundamental question. The foundation is winning protections against forced unionisms at the Trump NLRB. That's the National Labor Relations Board. Series of victories adds protection. That's good news. Against illegal forced dues and forcing people to be trapped in the union ranks. Um, they're doing a great job, folks. Federal board adopts foundation advocated reforms to union decertification rules. So basically saying, hey, let's, you know, let's not give the union so much power by the government. How can I resign my union membership? We talked about that with Patrick Simmons. We talked about today was Giving Tuesday. That's yesterday. Please donate to the sacred cause of your choice. We talked about the Roy Moore ads. Alabama's won't, uh, voters won't be fooled again. We talked about Roy Moore's Senate bid includes promises to rescind rights for the gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender communities. We also talked about a high school junior, C.J. Pearson, lashes out at AOC. If anyone is the boss, it's we the people. He wisely points out. Uh, we talked about Dale Jackson. Time for other Senate candidates to follow John Merrill's lead, lead and get out of the race. And I find this interesting. We ought to put that on a national scale. Well, folks are dropping out. Kamala Harris decided she doesn't have enough cash and she's out. We talked about Duke basketball and the nation's decline. Larry Clayman slams his alma mater. As the Berkeley of the South, I think he's spot on on that, but it's education as a whole that's the problem. CNN and Navarro melts down. One sad six woman. Yeah. Um, I guess there's black support for President Trump and Ann's melting down, and people are highlighting that fact. We also talked about a congressman that wants to make Washington inconsequential. Now, that's a good point. For the most part in our lives, Washington should be inconsequential. Now, the greatness of this country lies outside the nation's capital. That is a wise point that we really need to vet more of and talk more about. You know, hey, it's true. We don't need the government for everything. Most of what goes on that's good should be outside of 
Washington, D.C. By the way, we talked to uh, uh, Patrick Simmons, our buddy, at righttowork.org. They're doing a phenomenal job uh, passing the Right to Work Act, uh, and Rand Paul's helping them. Right after I got off the air with Patrick Simmons, and Kurt got off the air with Patrick Simmons, um, we got an email from Rand Paul about this very topic. Here's his message. Hello, this is Senator Rand Paul. I want to take a moment to talk to you about a problem that has wreaked havoc on the lives and livelihoods of millions of working Americans. This is a problem that has crippled America's competitive edge, forced countless companies overseas, and has polluted our political process for nearly a half a century. The problem I'm talking about is the power granted by our federal government, which authorizes union officials to force men and women to pay union dues or be fired. This idea that working Americans should be forced to pay dues to a labor union just to keep their jobs is, well, it's just plain un-American. That's why I want to tell you about a nationwide effort underway right now to remove from federal labor law these provisions which give union officials the power to corral workers and their money under union monopoly control. That's why it's so important to put the union bosses on the defensive with a roll call vote on the National Right to Work Act. And just getting a vote is a win-win scenario. You see, 80% of Americans agree with you and I that it's just plain wrong to force workers to pay to a union boss as a condition of employment. So either politicians vote to free workers from the shackles of forced unionism or they face the wrath of voters in the next election. The one-page National Right to Work Act I have sponsored will not add a single word to existing law. Rather, it will remove from the federal labor law those provisions which give union officials control over American workers who must either comply with the union boss's demands or be fired. You've heard it said before, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Well, the absolute power granted to union bosses by the federal government costs American workers nearly $11 billion every year in forced dues alone. And every year, big labor spends billions of dollars trying to buy elections, influence votes, and viciously attack politicians who stand against forced union dues. Through boilerplate phone banks, midnight mail drops, union-paid election staffers and political operatives, and their deceptive television and radio smear campaigns, the union bosses run a well-greased political machine, all paid for with money ripped off from the pockets of hard-working Americans. Now, I'll tell you, big labor's threat is real. That's why I've joined forces with the National Right to Work Committee. As you might have guessed, Getting a vote on the National Right to Work Act is their top priority, and I've agreed to help the committee in this massive job of contacting up to 5 million Americans in the next few months. The committee plans to make every politician in Washington know that the American people do not support big labor's forced dues power. And every time in the last 40 years that there's been a public vote on right to work, big labor allies have gone down in flames at the ballot box. But it all starts with a public roll call vote. That's why it's vital you sign the petitions I've prepared in your name to your senators and congressmen demanding a vote on the National Right to Work Act and why in addition to your signed petitions I hope you will make a generous financial pledge of $50 or more to help the Right to Work Committee contact hundreds of thousands of principled Americans to help build grassroots support for the National Right to Work Act. Your generous contribution to the Right to Work Committee will help pay for a costly radio, TV and newspaper advertising which if funds allow the committee will run in targeted states. Plus your contributions will allow the committee to mobilize even more support by briefing hundreds of newspaper columnists, editorial writers, and This is where I kind of think they're making a little bit of a mistake. They want to put the money into the mainstream press that's been our enemy for so long. Nevertheless, I commend Rand Paul for standing for right to work. Liberty Roundtable in seconds. Kosher. Certified. 
put the two words together to get co-certified, which is spelled with an S-E-H instead of just S-H. It's the right way to spell this, the German way, and it made it easier to trademark. Now, did I tell you that the letters S-E-H still make the shh sound, as in all those American food producers saying shh? Let's keep it really quiet that our product is kosher certified. Think about it. Nearly one century of kosher certification, and hardly anyone outside exclusive observers knows that most packaged food and kitchen products are literally certified by religious intermediaries. Well, because you, consumer, are indirectly paying for this, the Co-Certified app is here to make kosher certification awareness an inclusive matter for people of all faiths and identities, and it even boasts a unique database of products not kosher certified. We call that NKC. Start memeing it. It's fun. NKC. Not kosher certified. Now to confuse our audience even more, we put a question mark at the end of our name. And that really cinched our trademark approval. It relates to the website where you can begin your new shopping behavior, thekosherquestion.com. Attention Liberty News Radio listeners. Hard-hitting talk radio has never been and never will be supported by the mainstream in America. Hard-hitting talk radio is taking on the mainstream press like never before. News the networks refuse to use is one of the best ways to educate people. We invite all liberty-loving Americans to join with us to restore the principles of our founding fathers and promote God, family, and country in the media and our lives. Please help spread the Liberty message with your generous donation. You can go online at libertynewsradio.com right now and make a donation online. Or call 801-756-9133 and make a donation over the phone. That's libertynewsradio.com and 801-756-9133. Make a donation today. News the networks refuse to use. Kirk Crosby's with me. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Buenos dias. Greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. All right. You think people ought to be able to choose to refrain from a union, joining a union, or paying dues just to uh, have a job? You know, a condition of employment, they say. you got to join a union, but but I don't think so. And the National Right to Work Act is trying to stop that, Kurt. I mean, imagine being able to choose if you want to be that. Uh, yeah, pro-choice, pro-choice folks are missing action. Is, yeah, don't speak up about this, do they? Yeah, but Rand Paul promotes the National Right to Work Act, stands up for all American workers by ensuring their ability to choose to refrain from joining or paying dues to a union as a condition of their employment. Amen. I, I want to do more to help. But the problem is they want to take all my money, Kurt, and put it into the mainstream press. <laughs> we do it for free. We believe in the cause so much. We give them our airtime at our expense to promote this agenda, which I think is wonderful. But I'm saying they want to raise money from me uh, to put in the mainstream press my competition, the enemy. Of the people, according to Donald Trump, you know, the fake news folks. So anyway, just kind of an interesting twist. I commend Rand for standing up and doing his best to help promote this. That's for sure. All right. Donald Trump is trying to save NATO, Kurt, by demanding members pay their fair share. Now, he's been attacked trying to get rid of NATO, but he says, no, I'm trying to save NATO. And I'm in a little bit of a crossroads with this, because on one hand, I do want people to pay their fair share. Trump's right. On the other hand, I don't really want to 
save the international organization called NATO. Uh, but you know what? At least getting them to pay their fair share is a good start, right? Good point. All right. Anything else on that one? Um, you know, I mean, we've seen this for so long, Sam. Our, uh, I mean, President Trump points it out when he says, you know, I mean, he was talking to that uh, King Abdullah, I think, one time, uh, the uh, Saudi Arabian uh, king, and he said, hey, uh, you know, uh, you know, King, you guys got to pay. I mean, we've been, you know, t- doing all this stuff all these years for no charge. He s- said, the king said, well, how much would you like? Uh, you know, I mean, and he was asked, well, how come nobody else ever did this? He, or, I mean, the king basically said nobody else ever asked, you know. I mean, it's pretty crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I don't think that we ought to argue about it. I just think we ought to simply say, look, how many nations are involved? You know, maybe we ought to take the page out of the Constitution, Kurt. You know, we do uh, taxes based on um, indirect taxation. Uh, we take a census um, so that we can kind of understand, you know, the proper formulation. And then uh, people pay their apportionment based on, you know, the population. Maybe we just do that to the world. We say, hey, NATO's represented by how many nations? Great. <clears throat> What's the population of those nations? Total up the population <clears throat> of all of them together. Divide by the number of the population. And then times by the number of that population within a given country. Turn that into a percentage. And that's what they need to pay, my friend. See, what if I was Donald yeah, Trump's advisor? I mean, imagine, what, you know, imagine right. people paying their fair share, you know? I mean, And then you would say, well, some countries can't afford it, Sam. And my response is, we can't afford it either. We're in debt over $20 trillion. Don't talk to me about affording things. We're in debt probably more than any other nation, Kurt. You know, this, this well, idea true. that we have more money is, is insane. All right, well, while Donald Trump is trying to save NATO... <clears throat> which I don't really think he ought to do. Um, Schiff is being battered at home. Mr. Schiff, the guy that absolutely with a dictatorial hand um, ran the impeachment proceedings on theater TV, just out of control crazy. But now Schiff is trying to withhold the transcript that exposes his prior contact with a whistleblower. Kurt, did you see that? Well, um, I mean, it's just uh, easy to see how there's so much, uh, I guess the phrase would be shenanigans going on in the, uh, you know, uh, house. And uh, it seems to me like it, uh, it, it's pretty evident there and it sure needs to be cleaned up. But well, I, we need the transcript because Schiff claimed he didn't know who the whistleblower was. And, you know, the transcript would let us know if he knew who he was or not. Right. And how do you have a transcript with someone you don't even know who it is? Well, you don't use logic on these. You know, some, somebody's lying, buddy. And, you know, but see, here's the question. Who has the authority to get the transcript or demand it or release it or whatever? So Schiff is just withholding it right now. And this dude's been turned into a massive kingmaker, and the Republicans just sit idly by, don't they, Kurt? Well, while that's all well, going on. they don't have the votes, and uh, they do. There's uh, several, you know, like Mark Meadows and some well, they of used these to have others votes. that... Um, but they well, lost because they didn't deliver. That's right. Yeah. Well, and a bunch of them decided to retire. Uh, but then you got to figure out which one's a Republican or whatever that means, you know. Yeah. I mean, is it a Rand Paul or Mike Lee Republican or is it a, I just know we can't get you know, the transcripts to know the truth and we need to. 
Mm-hmm. I'm just a simpleton like that. I don't know how to define a Republican or Donald. The transcripts of the president's call. No, or the transcripts. Donald that? released that. We're talking about the transcripts yeah. that Schiff had with his prior contact with the whistleblower. Schiff won't release those transcripts, but we got to know because Schiff claimed they didn't even know the whistleblower. Kurt, when they asked if they, he knew well, who he was, he said no. He's a liar. Well, let's prove it and release the transcripts then. That's what we're talking about. But well, see, it's really easy to see how he shifts single-handedly and withhold those, Kurt. Well, yeah. I mean, they've got so many crazy rules in Congress that, you know, I mean, it's like the one about if you're in the Senate uh, and you got 51 of your guys and they've got 49, it, you know, that's really not enough. You know, you got to have 60 or, you know, whatever. Supermajority. I mean, it's just messed up. And to circumvent the supermajority, what do they call that thing? It's like an emergency, you know. Um, you, got, you can't change the rules there. All right, well, while that's going on, Donald Trump adds steel and aluminum tariffs to two more countries, Argentina and Brazil. Did you see that, Kurt? Nope, didn't see that one. You for that? Well, um, I am. when it comes to the uh, whole, um, you know, tariff thing, to me, tariffs are a... Uh, um, that's something that was there in the beginning. Uh, that was a great way to protect America and, you know, also to uh, raise funds. I sure wish at the same time he was doing that, he'd say, hey, we're going to get rid of one more tax on you American people, you know. But that hasn't happened yet. But, you know, we're we're hoping for it. Do you know what ring is, Kurt? If I say ring, do you know what that is? Well, it's what you put on your wife's finger when you ask her to marry you. Yeah, that's you true. Know, that Good point. Yeah. I'm talking about ring the Give doorbell me a ring you know. oh, device. Okay, that one. You got okay. this doorbell device called Ring, sold by Amazon and others, and <clears throat> the um, Ring Company. I guess they let the police view a map of quote video doorbell installations for over a year. So, if you are one of those folks that bought Ring and got it installed, then the company would allow the map of who, where they went to install things to be handed over to the cops for over a year. Are you comfortable with that, Kurt? Or would that be a violation of your privacy? You know, it just seems like you got cameras everywhere. Uh, and yet, uh, whenever you need them for some, hmm, it seems like legitimate reason. Doggone, I can't even find the film, you know? I mean, it's yes, just, sir. But hey, that's the way it is. There. Selective prosecution, to say the least. Anyway, in my opinion, that's criminal, but no heads are going to roll. Figuratively speaking, I might add. Nobody's going to be in trouble for this. There's going to be no accountability. There's going to be like, oh, man, we shouldn't have let them see that. We probably ought to stop that. And then they'll pretend to stop it. And then later, another scandal will break. And it goes on and on and on. As government seems to be at the helm of violating our privacy more than anybody else. By the way, they say 50 kids, babies are dead in a huge measles outbreak. Samoa now has mandated everyone on the island to get vaccinated, Kurt. Do you want to respond to that? Well, it's just, you know, uh, that would be a uh, a bad move, at least in my opinion. Yeah, I think there's natural health and healing solutions that could be brought to bear in the naturopathic world that could stop a lot of the uh, outbreaks and problems they're facing without forcing mandated jabs. But nevertheless, they're forcing everybody to get the jab. <clears throat> there you have it. And that's what's going to come to a theater near us, Kurt. All they got to do is find the right pandemic uh, that they can highlight and push, and they'll, you know, drive a truck through that. And, uh, you know, 
But if you want to murder your baby, you're free to do what you want with your body. If you want to say, I don't want to put some man-made serum in my body. Oh, no, you don't have that right. What are you, crazy? What are you going to do, put everybody in jeopardy? There you have it. All right, Rudy Giuliani had a big old battle, Kurt, and he had to call Donald Trump to say he was joking about having an insurance policy. So I guess Giuliani kind of joked about, you know, maybe getting Arkansas. And then uh, he had to call Donald say, I was just kidding. So that's kind of an interesting twist. Everybody knows the truth, but no one's willing to stand up for it, it seems, Kurt. All right, when we come back, we'll talk about Brian Kemp. What is he, the Republican superstar? Governor? Liberty Roundtable Live. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. President Trump continues to meet with world leaders on the sidelines of the NATO summit in London, recently meeting with German Chancellor Angela Merkel. In questions during a photo opportunity with the German leader, President Trump was asked about Canada not spending at least 2% of its GDP on defense. And Trump said this about Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Trudeau, he's a nice guy. I I find him to be a very nice guy. But, you know, the truth is that I called him out on the fact that he's not paying 2%, and I guess he's not very happy about it. Meanwhile, the process of impeachment continues back at Capitol Hill with a House Judiciary Committee hearing today. The Democratic-led panel is bringing forward four legal scholars to testify about whether they believe Trump's actions with regard to Ukraine meet the Constitution's impeachment standard of high crimes and misdemeanors. This is USA Radio News. An official message from Medicare. It's open enrollment, Fred. Time to compare plans. Oh, Alice, we're fine with what we have. Well, that's what the Johnsons thought until they tried Medicare's new plan finder. The Johnsons, huh? We saved on our prescription costs. And got extra benefits. Come on, Fred, maybe we'll find something better. Plans change every year. Use the new plan finder at Medicare.gov to compare health and drug plans. Open enrollment ends December 7th. What do you know? Comparing plans really pays. With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. A new report from the United Nations claims the decade just ending is likely to be the hottest ever recorded. The UN's World Meteorological Organization calling the past 10 years a decade of exceptional global heat. The report says 2019 is likely to be the second or third warmest year on record because of greenhouse gases from human activities. Rockers The Who to play their first Cincinnati concert in 40 years, announcing an April 23rd date at Northern Kentucky University. It's seven miles from the 1979 Who concert, where 11 people were killed in a stampede. The Who's lead singer Roger Daltrey has some thoughts on the incident. No, you don't feel guilty, but equally you do think, well, if we hadn't been playing the show in Cincinnati that night, 11 people would still be alive. Nashville police say they've caught two of four teens who escaped from a juvenile detention center over the weekend. 
This is USA Radio News. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam and Kurt. Brian Kemp. What is the governor of, what is it, Georgia, Kurt? That's right, Sam. Um, there's a, uh, a little, uh, well, anyway, you know how this thing works. When Let's say you're a senator and you've been in there for a long time and and you decide, hey, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and retire. You don't just do it at the end of your term. Uh, see, you, um, you make some special deal with some big contributor and you say, look, I'm going to, uh, retire in the middle here so that then you uh, can be selected and the governor uh, in each state is the one that you know, selects the temporary you know the replacement candidate or whatever and then you just walk right in you're a senator poof you know and that's what's going on in uh, Georgia Sam There's well and a, this uh, is kind of what I don't understand at this point and this kind of brings up what you talk about what's a Republican <clears throat> You know, is a Republican a Trump supporter or a not Trump supporter? And here's well, what I find fascinating. Case, I'm not really yeah. a fan of parties at all. So shut them down, if you ask my opinion. Right. However, if we're going to support the parties, though, then we've got to come back and say, hey, was Donald duly elected? Yes. Was Donald truly the front runner, and did he become the nominee? Yes. And they even literally ridiculed Donald, saying, you know, when the nominee becomes somebody else, are you going to? End your bid and endorse them. And, uh, you know, and if you don't, you're not a real Republican. If you don't, you're the enemy. And they said that until he became the nominee. And now they're not willing to jump on the same bandwagon they insisted he jump on. Good point. See, that's kind of the problem that I have with this whole good old boys network private Republican Party shenanigan in the first place. Look, if you're a Republican, then you should be endorsing the platform. And if you're a Republican, you should be endorsing the duly elected nominee slash elected president okay at some point you've got to now do i like that no but if you're going to support the republicanism or the party viewpoint you've got to at some point get on board and kemp's simply not willing to do that right well he's yeah that's right he's a governor there and this lady uh she well her name is um Loeffler, I guess is how you say it. Kelly? Loeffler. And, and uh, she has basically uh, contributed uh, $750,000 to Mitt Romney's uh, presidential campaign. You know, and you hear that and you go, what? I thought you could only do 2500 you know. But anyway. Uh, you yeah, know, the only thing you can do 2500 is the common man like you and me, buddy. They got bundling That's and right. all kinds of shenanigans to let them. Look at George Soros. He's been manipulating elections for literally decades. Look at the unions they've been manipulating elections the teachers union has been one of the big, biggest election manipulators in the world for decades okay this is going on and it only applies to you and me kurt these laws don't have any effect on the quote elite at all yeah good point um anyway they say that the uh, atlanta journal constitution down there reported that the national republican senatorial committee is going to support loffler uh which would give her an influential ally uh, should she face a primary challenge from President Trump's preferred pick, that's House Judiciary Committee ranking member Doug Collins. So uh, 
And now my response would be, you know, you can pick sides individually if you want to, but we shouldn't have all these organizations that literally run interference in people's thoughts and understanding and literally manipulate elections one way or the other. Get these committees and out of it. You know what? Let everybody advocate for the candidate they want. I don't have any problem with the fact that this governor, well, this governor shouldn't be expressing an opinion publicly. This governor can vote. But Brian Kemp shouldn't be using his political power. Donald Trump shouldn't be using his political power to advocate for certain candidates. Look, as Roy Moore wisely says, let the people of Alabama decide Alabama. Mm-hmm. Let the people now, of Georgia Matt, decide this, right? Matt Gates down there in Florida, he's a you know pretty good representative, I think. He's they call him a strong ally of the president uh, on the Breitbart piece and supporter of his America First policies. He said that Kemp you know, this governor is hurting President Trump by nominating a business executive who donated 700K plus to Mitt Romney and nothing to Trump until she wanted in the Senate. So, you know, it's it's the. uh, But again, it's all big money and everything else. But I'm not just saying you got to 100 percent back Donald either. I think when primaries come up, you should advocate for the candidate of your choice. What I don't like is when the president. Uh, whether it be Trump or Obama or whoever, this is both sides of the aisle, or governors use their influential power to back certain people or reject certain people. For example, why is Donald Trump against Roy Moore? Good point. Now, he can advocate for his own person. I don't have a problem with that. But when you use your influence as a politically elected official with money and clout and partisan politics and partisan good old boy network positioning and seniority and, and use that to start to manipulate Election, at some point, it starts to back into vote fraud. Okay, when Mark Brian Levin, Kemp gets uh, a bunch of money from this lady, and then she, you know, whatever, and, and now he's endorsing her, is that a quid pro quo? Is well, that it a. sure seems like it. And you kind of go, mm, how come that's all okay? But Donald's not, but Biden's fine, but Hillary's yeah. fine, but Roy Moore's not. But hey, everybody got that's accused right. of sexual misconduct, and Roy Moore's the only one that it, quote, sticks on. He's damaged goods. How does that work? And the yep, Me Too movement Levine. running around and Jeffrey Epstein and the Prince are all good. Nobody touches them. Nobody touches Bill Clinton. Literally, um, hey, are we going to believe these Me Too movement girls? If so, hey, Bill Clinton's in trouble. The Prince is in serious trouble. Okay, But see, good it only goes so far, Kurt. Yep. Yeah, Mark Levin uh, was responding to the attacks on this uh, Gates from Florida, from the Kemp camp. And he said that Governor Kemp is another Mitt Romney. Uh, He said he's about to appoint a rhino uh, or a Republican in name only to the Senate. His surrogates are trashing conservative critics like Gates. And, uh, you know, so you uh, once again, you have the different factions of the different parties. But uh, to, to me, this is a king man or a king woman that's going to be appointed. And, uh, you know, she'll be uh, in there and she'll be tough to plenty beat. of money makes the queen be. That's for sure. Good All right. Boy. Barbara Streisand having a cow, too, Kurt. Well, I thought this was kind of. You know, in some ways, uh, cool. this is example. Uh, I mean, <laughs> the headline from Breitbart, Barbara Streisand, the founders envisioned impeachment to stop aspiring despots like Trump. Now, I when I look up the term, you know, like constitutional uh, scholar, Barbara Streisand just doesn't come there. It does. Me. BS uh, comes know. right to the top, Kurt. <laughs> well, anyway. Uh, so right. I just thought it was interesting. It's uh, also interesting how they never talk about the supreme law of the land fundamentally. 
But whenever yeah. they're, uh, you know, ox is gored or the truth kind of comes out or they want to make an extreme statement, then they invoke the founders like their best buddies, Kurt. Yeah, that's right. And, I mean, uh, hey, Barbara Streisand says to, the founders envisioned, not, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> not to get rid of out-of-control judges and all these other, you know, I mean, impeachment, uh, you know, as far as I've understood, Sam, it's one of the main things to do for out-of-control judges, but it seems like Amen. the only place they want to use it is for President Trump. And the other thing I find interesting is, just so you know, Donald Trump hasn't really achieved despot status, Kurt. Yeah. Okay, they say he's well, an aspiring. In some people's minds, you know, yeah. No, he's an aspiring point. despot. Not really yeah, a despot, just, right. an, you know, aspiring yeah, one. Point. And I kind of think, wow, was Hillary a an aspiring despot. despot, Kurt? She was the one with all the fake emails. She was the one running around that thought she had the election in the bag and then just Good melted point. right on down when it didn't happen and she's the one that when girls the me too movement girls before me too movement became what it is today you know complained and said bill raped me she's like shut up bimbo go away and hey no harm no foul for her right right and yeah, now right. it's like if you don't believe any woman that makes any allegation you're a, a hater an evil except for if it's jeffrey or bill or uh, you know, the prince or people above that, you know, there's allegations against this prince right now. What is it, Andrew? Mm-hmm. Okay, there's allegations against this guy, but where's the Me Too movement, folks? I don't see them rallying around it and, you know, I don't really see much going on. Good point. All right, good news. U.S. considers tariffs on $2.4 billion in French products over digital tax, Kurt. Well, you know, uh, if there's... No. One thing to remember is there's always going to be a new kind of tax, and so you get a digital tax. But um, at least, uh, you know, the president, I guess they're over there having meetings with NATO and the different guys. And apparently, uh, you know, some, uh, I guess, some of these uh, French products, uh, I guess they've been charging us some tariffs or whatever. And so the president's like, hey, man, we're going to have to charge you guys you know and i mean it just seems like uh we should have fair trade you know we should have uh fair dealings and that's part of what the federal government's supposed to do is deal with other countries you know so that's kind of cool good point uh, again tariffs are necessary for the proper role of constitutional government get used to it we just can't have it on top of all these other abusive taxes yeah i guess point. bernie is he too old to hit kurt well yeah, and he's basically saying about old uh, Bloomberg, he says, hey, man, the dumbest person on earth could run with billions of dollars. <laughs> well, it's kind of comical, but at the same time now, why don't they attack Bernie? Well, they, let's talk about it. Hold on. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. 
My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. So I find it interesting, ladies and gentlemen. Again, I don't understand it. Sanders, quote, hits Bloomberg. The dumbest person on earth could run with billions of dollars, says Sanders. Now, Donald uh, makes statements like that. Hey, you're ugly. You're this. You're that. Whatever. And everybody's like, oh, man, Donald's just, I mean, the things he says are just off the charts. You can't say stuff like that. You got to, man, Donald, rein it in. You're out of control, president. Now, I agree with that. But what I don't agree with is that when it's their side doing it, Kurt, no problem. No harm, no foul. Bernie's right. I mean, look how genius or brilliant or, you know, he pwned um, Bloomberg. Uh, and Sanders and Bloomberg now are going to go at it or whatever. And I just say, how come when Donald does it, it's just so out of bounds and so uncouth and so unacceptable? But then when Bernie does it, nobody even blinks an eye, buddy. It's a great voice, Sam. But I don't. To hear much in response to it, huh? You do on Liberty Roundtable Live. I call it. I call it both sides equal. You know what? It isn't very yeah. kind. I wouldn't call Bloomberg dumb. The guy's made plenty of money and done pretty well for himself. I think his viewpoints on politics are a little bit sideways, but I think Bernie's are more sideways than Bloomberg's, Kurt. Uh, nevertheless, I don't want to be enemies with either of them, and I don't want to treat either of them badly. I want to say we agree to disagree on politics, and I hope they can eventually, through long-suffering and persuasion and kindness and leadership and uh, understanding and, and loyalty and friendship, I hope they can eventually understand things. I hope I can educate them and they can see things my way over time. But if I had to agree with Bloomberg or Sanders, I'd probably be a lot more on the page of Bloomberg than Sanders, would you? He might be a liberal and extremist, but he's probably not as blatantly a socialist, right? Boy, that's a tough call, you know. Uh, amen. <laughs> but that's my point, though. I don't need to hate either of them. Yeah, good point. I don't need to go to enemies with either of them. And I think when everybody makes statements like, hey, you know, even the dumbest person on earth could do this or whatever. I don't want to make statements like that towards Bloomberg or or Bernie or any of these people. I want to talk more about their issues or the policies or the principles or the things that because that's the things that we can understand and decide to back or you know embrace or reject based on principle. And, uh, uh, you know, hey. When Bernie's a socialist, I reject those socialism principles. When Bloomberg's a liberal, I, I reject some of those liberal principles that they're both engaged in. 
you know what? And I want to advocate for the supreme law of the land, and I want to kindly lead the way towards the principles that make America great. And I think Trump embodies a lot of them. I didn't vote for Trump. I won't vote for Trump again. But I want to be fair to Trump. And I wish these other two gentlemen would be fair to Trump and to each other. Hey, Bloomberg, spend your time talking about how you differ policy-wise from um, Bloomberg. Tell how you differ from Bernie. And Bernie, tell how you differ from Bloomberg. And let the people decide. Imagine an idea like that. All right, protesters within China defy communists, just like you, Hong Kong. What's that about, Kurt? Well, what you've got, Sam, is you've got some people in the actual, you know, communist uh, China country who are speaking up, you know, and this whole uh, Hong Kong thing's kind of spilling over. And, uh, you know, frankly, uh, I welcome it. Uh, you know, freedom is something that people, you know, in some places, well, they value it very highly, and they, and I mean, uh, they're not going to just go to like a town council meeting. They're going to actually uh, try to have freedom, so that if they if they don't, they might die. You know, I mean, and so uh, that's what's happening. I appreciate that people in China places. want freedom, and people in Hong Kong want freedom. And how come they're leaving out Taiwan, buddy? Well, I think Taiwan right now is, uh, you know, at least. Uh, when you look at the freedom index, if there is such a thing, I'd say they're highest on that list out of those three, right? Yes, they are for sure. But, hey, China's still trying to, you know, pull them down or pull, force them yeah. to be one China or whatever else. And I, I think if we're going to talk about Hong Kong and their freedoms and we're going to talk about that we can't leave Taiwan out of the mix, we can't leave them behind. They've got more freedom, uh, but we need to make sure they maintain and increase that freedom. Yep, good point. All right, Donald Trump tweeted that billions of dollars would be saved on military contracts. Well, everything Donald does gets undermined, huh, Kurt? Well, um, you know, uh, that's, uh, I guess at the same time, then they got rid of the guy uh, or one of the, you know, big guys that would uh, take care of it, you know. Uh, yeah, so the official and, that was going to reduce the billions of dollars and stuff like that on these contracts, they let, the Pentagon just let him go. But again, Donald has too many enemies in the Pentagon, Kurt. Too many holdovers well, from yeah. Obama. And what do you expect? The king, man, the swamp monsters, you know. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Uh, I, I'm convinced that whether you or I go in there or anybody else with a, you know, uh, level-headed person they could find huge amounts of ways to yes save and money, pardon you know? the pun i'd go in there with a little bit sharper edge sword than donald i'd i'd i would have gotten rid of i would have you know cleaned house i would have got rid of all the obama holdovers yeah good point to the best of my ability i wouldn't leave them there you don't want and to leave maybe, swamp monsters around maybe trump's doing that i don't know maybe too many laws are in the way i don't know but he needs to speak out and let us know so we can help too yeah, good point all right kurt doesn't want to drink three cups of coffee no, sir. Well, the headline from the study says uh, drinking three cups of coffee, tea daily can trigger migraines, you know, but you're not going to hear much about this. I mean, you, you simply hear about how, I mean, at least from the mainstream media, typically you hear that, I mean, the coffee, you'd think it was like a health food, you know, Sam? I mean, well, it is the way they usually talk about it. Yeah. Look, it's promoted and backed by the FDA. Oh, great point. 
Right? Now, four cups of coffee won't have migraines, just three. I find that interesting as well. Do they say three or greater or just three? Good point. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I want to be safe and drink five or six to get away from that three line. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm joking, but I'm trying to make a point that, you know, these studies are a little bit goofy, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, is it really the coffee and tea that are giving people the migraines or triggering migraines? Or is it what else they might be doing? I mean, how many people that drink tea and coffee are smokers also? Or uh, All I'm yeah. saying is it's very hard. These studies really make me question. Because then the next question is, how about the people that put a bunch of sugar in, in their tea and coffee? Is it the sugar, Kurt? Mm, you take your coffee black. Point, yeah. What's worse for you, sugar or coffee? Yeah. It's you know, I had, that, poison, I, guess, I had so. that debate with somebody. What's worse for you, Kurt, sugar or caffeine? Because mm. there's one person like, you know, I, I drink caffeinated, you know, drinks and stuff. Yeah. And a lot of people say, Sam, you're going to kill yourself. You're going to die. It's going to be horrible. And I, you know, these are the guys that wake up and they have sugar all day long. All day long. I mean, it's amazing. From the second they wake up. To the, and then they're like, oh, man, you've got to get that caffeine out of your diet. Man, we don't drink that stuff. That stuff's horrible. Well, I don't deny that their point's right. I'm just saying, and you say sugar's okay. I say they're both horrible. I don't know how to determine which one's worse. But somebody ought to go on a, a big old study, Kurt. Which is worse for you, caffeine or sugar? And I bet you sugar would be worse for you, believe it or not. Now, that doesn't mean I'm backing sugar Sugar typically gets a pass in the whole uh, standard mainstream world. They spend lots of money into almost yes, sir. And everything. Which you know. would you say is worse, caffeine or sugar, Kurt? What I would recommend is instead of choice A and choice B is choice C, and I would recommend Force, or encourage neither of them, but, sure. I agree, but I mean, if you had to pick one, which is worse, though? That is really tough, Sam. You know? It's like saying uh, you want to get shot with a bullet or cut with a, you know, killed with a sword. I mean, I... I'd I'd probably rather get shot with a bullet. It might be quicker and cleaner and faster and not as, you know, painful along the way, you know? I'd choose choice C, you know, neither one. Yeah, not get shot. All right, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess our federal government... Opens 725,000 acres in California for, what, gas drilling and stuff like that, Kurt? Well, yeah. Now, the BLM, you know, uh, some of our favorite guys, uh, that's the Bureau of Land Management, uh, recently, uh, well, uh, they... Did they say that it's no longer off limits uh, on this 725,000 acres of what's called public land in California? Uh, that's according to a recent decision they made. Uh, they they said they predict a range from zero to 37 new oil and gas wells could be developed on federal mineral estate during the next 20 years as a result of this plan amendment. Um, now you've got, of course, in California, you got some people that are really tri- ticked off about this or whatever. But um, you've got some that are, you know, acting like they really like it. But uh, bottom line, I'd like to bring up. They forgot to bring this up in the Breitbart piece. If you look in the Constitution, I I don't see uh, any place in there for like the federal government to own like huge amounts of land that. You know, they can turn it over for gas or oil or whatever. They're just not supposed to have it, are they, Sam? Well, you're not supposed to mention that. 
Yeah, and they, good point. They talk about something called the RMPA. That stands for the Resource Management Plan Amendment. And I would say, why don't we just talk about the Constitution? Look in there and see if you can find where the federal government's supposed to have all this ground. It's just not supposed to happen. You know, let the states take care of their ground, the counties, you know what I mean? It's just and most of the ground ought to go back to the people in the first place. All right. Link oh, yeah. between diet, exercise and Alzheimer's. A new study finds that lifestyle changes could improve cognition. I mean, imagine that would that, go along with so. Kurt's not have coffee or tea and, and not have caffeine and not have sugar. Right. Kurt? Well, I mean, most of us, part. we we really know so well about what to do and whether it's eating or resting or exercising. Most of us know, hey, when we're doing something good for our bodies. And I mean, just imagine if we followed it. I mean, kind of way out idea. Huh, yes, it is. But, but I, do, that, uh, I do agree but, that if you have diet. Exercise, you know, you can improve your cognition for sure. I personally yeah. think one of the biggest factors being left out of this, though, is, is familial relationships or, you know, a husband or oh, wife yeah. or children or grandchildren or parent or grandparent and a lot of good loved ones surrounding you, expressing that love and caring for you when you're elderly or you being the caregiver for the young. And if you're in the middle, kind of doing a little bit of both. And, you know, I personally believe that has a lot bigger effect on this than other things do. And I'm not saying that just because somebody gets Alzheimer's that they haven't had those things. I'm just saying I think diet and exercise are important, but I think this is just as important but often left out. Yeah. I mean, imagine being able to think a little better if you eat better and exercise more and, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, may, may imagine your body working more, you know, better. Kind of crazy, yeah. huh? I don't know what people would think of that, but, you know, it's a, kind of a deal, a deal breaker or whatever. Yeah. I guess the Chinese team got disqualified for extensive cheating at military World Games, Kurt. Did you see yeah, this? Yeah, first of all, did you know that there were military World Games? I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, we do them every day. It's called foreign aid. We spend gazillions of dollars and bomb all kinds of Aspen factories and everything else. Yeah, well, these are games where they have these uh, military guys get together and do athletes and all that stuff. But they found out these guys were lying and cheating and yeah, stealing. Yeah, six, and... six European countries started to complain, including Russia and France and others. Uh, judges discovered that they just flat out cheated, buddy. Imagine But are you that. surprised when the communists cheat, my friend? I mean, Good point, Sam. what do you expect to happen? They say yeah, more than 9,000 athletes from more than 109 else. countries were involved. We're expected to take part in the games. So there you have it. All right. Uh, hey, big news. China cheats. Wow.